I have this amazing group of friends. We call ourselves the Dumpling Gang or Dumpling Days or some other variation on the dumpling theme. There are five of us, including me, Dana Gray, Mary Lee, Navaz Mystery, and Nico Sabourin, although sometimes we have a few guests join us. Back in September, during one of our regular hangs where we eat, drink, and shoot the shit, I asked if I could record us having a conversation about our jobs. A few weeks later, I interviewed Andrew Escobar for Sound Up Governance, and he said this. Governance is something that happens now. You're you're engaged in it, whether you know it or not. And that was the missing piece for me is is that disconnect from like that disconnect that you're actually a part of governance today. You're not on that board. You're not serving on that board, but you are very much a part of the governance of your organization. It made me think back to the conversation with the Dumpling Gang. And well, here we are. The first installment of the Dumpling Gang show on Ground Up Governance. First, let's let everyone introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Dana. I work in fundraising. I do prospect research. And one interesting thing about me is that I make a lot of my own clothes. This is the voice of Mary Lee. I am a program lead at Shopify. And one current activity that I'm very into is taste testing different flavors of chips. I love chips. And so getting to try unique flavors or something new is always fun, but I always still have my go-tos that I always go back to when I'm really craving it. My name's Navaz. I am the director of a fundraising team at a hospital foundation. The thing that's always grabbed my attention and driven me is understanding people, understanding how individuals think, what they think about themselves, how that then influences how they interact with others. I'm uh, Nicolas Sabourin. I'm uh, institutional planning at the Université de l'Ontario Français. Uh, one thing about me is I'm trying to play golf at my best level. And I'm Matt Fulbrook, currently sort of employed and I really, really like snakes and spiders and other cool stuff like that. So full disclosure, Dana is my better half of nearly 16 years. We met through music. Mary and Nico recently got married and are adorable. Navaz, Mary, and I all met through various former positions at the Rotman School of Management at the University of Toronto. I've linked to everyone's LinkedIn profiles in the show notes in case you want to know more. I'm realizing that the dumplings are perfect examples of the people Andrew was talking about. Young, high-potential people in mature careers who may or may not think of themselves as having a role in corporate governance. During our impromptu recording, I asked the dumplings to imagine their organizations as a sandwich and describe which layer of the sandwich they think they represent. Here's what they said, with Navaz kicking us off. What's interesting about a sandwich analogy is... What's the top and what's the bottom? Mm -hmm. Because you flip them. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would say I'm sort of above middle, not the top. So you're like a tomato on top of like the sandwich meat or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, Dana? Yeah, it's hard for me too because like I don't have anyone who reports to me. I'm, I'm just like a worker bee, but I... 
I'm not like an intern or something. So I'm pretty bottom, but I'm not like completely disposable. Right. So is there like a sandwich ingredient that's close to the bottom, but I'm the mayonnaise on top of the bread. Uh, I'm the bottom bread. bread. I know your, I know your role. I think you're more critical than a condiment. Oh, thank you. Right, but what's a sandwich without a condiment? It's really gross. Listen, mayonnaise is delicious. Yeah. I agree. Anyway. Okay, but yeah, so like your your maybe your mayonnaise at the bottom that sometimes has interaction with mayonnaise at the top. <laughs> I'm never sure those two mayonnaise. Is that a dodgy condiment? Okay, so double mayonnaise. You're not into that. There is there. Yeah. Uh, Mary. I think I'm bottom of the bread. Like, I'm the bottom layer of the bread. Okay. Like, on the bottom, so, like, yeah. the, top of the part touching the plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so tell us more. Because the size of where I'm at, um, and the work that I'm involved in, I would say that's how I see myself. However, still necessary in order to call it a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe that's too important. <laughs> Nico? Um, they don't eat sandwiches. Yeah, there's no sandwiches and cheese, you know? You're the whole sandwich? No. Okay. But because I'm walking alone on my own department, I have no one to report, no one to walk with directly, except everyone. So I'm pretty one, I'm pretty the bottom and the middle, you know? Uh. Are you the protein? Yeah. He's the, you're the protein? Like, if it was toast, a, you know? The you're the toast? You're both the toast? <laughs> I think he's the pickle. On the side. <laughs> but I've never done the What sure. is it, a cook, madame, where you, yeah. like, melt it and then yeah. you put oh, ham on top, yeah. or egg and, on top? It's a whole complicated and my situation. Boss is the eggs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a complicated to describe, you know? Right. But that's also perception. Uh-huh. That's how you're perceiving it, hence the environment and people, because it's how you're perceiving one, your organization, two, your importance in the organization, three. And as you said before, it's made. like, how does your organization value its people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like the, the context of how your organization operates will affect how you see yourself and how other people value you. I had also been thinking a lot about power and authority, given Ground Up Governance was just about to launch. I asked the dumplings how they think power changes them, the way they feel, the way they behave, the way they perform. It's a weird question to ask a bunch of vaguely drunk friends, but they were game. Power is the way we relate to people and the way people relate to us. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you say that, it has a dramatic effect or impact on all of the things, our sense of self, our ability to feel a sense of control over our worlds. I mean, those two things are constantly at play. Mm-hmm. How we, who we think we are and how effective we think we are um, in a particular environment influences a huge, huge influences how we show up in a significant way. Mm-hmm. So I would say broadly, whether we hold power or we don't hold power informal or formal has a big impact on us psychologically, has a big impact on how we interact with others, positively or negatively. How does it change you? I mean, not feeling like you can effectively influence an outcome hugely 
diminishes your sense of control. It hugely diminishes your, in, in the extent that you feel like you want to connect it to your sense of identity. If you think about the workplace, lots of us identify as being really good people if we feel like we're really good in our jobs. And so I think you start to take away or you erode that sense of control or power in your workplace, that's gonna affect you outside as well. Um, and the extent to which you can decouple your sense of identity with your sense of success in a particular environment will always serve you well, but it's silly to think that those don't come together. For me, it's all about motivation. If yeah, I, if I I'm showing up at a, at a job and like, and I can do my work, but it doesn't have any other effects within the organization or outside, like, it's just so demotivating. Like I'm, I think I'm pretty effective at decoupling like my sense of self from work, largely because I enjoy my work, mm -hmm. but there's also that question of motivation when I show up every day. And if I don't feel like I'm getting any traction, Mm -hmm. It's really demotivating. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that traction in your context, but in lots of people con in lots of people's context is you do your thing and your thing then has a connection to something else mm -hmm. somebody else mm -hmm. does. Yeah. And that connection to what your thing does and the impact it has on what somebody else does can be influence. Mm -hmm. To back, back to authority or influence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm much more aligned on the front of motivation. I don't... Mm -hmm. That's why, like, the word power doesn't really resonate with me when I think about the workplace. Because it's more about my personal motivation mm -hmm. of what I'm looking to... Like, what... Yeah, what gets me up in the morning to go to mm -hmm. work is more important to me, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree. And I also think if I didn't have power, I mean, I didn't like if I had no control or uh, over the other people's access to things that they wanted, meaning the only reason why they'd ever do anything that was aligned with what I want is just because they're uh, charitable. I would I find it really hard to work. Mm -hmm. Find it really hard to get out of bed in the morning mm -hmm. and go to because like, I would I would feel like how am I ever going to get other people aligned with where I'm going? So for you, it's about mutual benefit. Well, yeah, there's also saying? a selfish part to it. I mean, for sure. But I've never thought about that in my work. I never thought about getting what I want because I have power. Yeah, I think that power is definitely something that you can have without caring about it. But it's also something that even if you don't care about it. At least for me, I think I can. It can give me a sense of sort of hubris or whatever, right? Where like, okay, but it, but it doesn't mean other people don't see it, right? Like mm. to your point, yeah, I know. Like that's the same. Like, it's, I guess that when you say it that way, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't. That wouldn't bother me waking up and going to work and be like, oh, people actually enjoy working with me, hence why I'm like they say yes to some of the things that I'm working on and want to support it, but. I don't see it as a way of like, oh, if people said no to me, that that wouldn't... They, or they only said yes because they're being chair bumbling. Oh, that's okay. It doesn't hit as hard for me. It's but. just harder when you're relying or hoping right. and you don't have... And you can't control it, mm -hmm. right? Yes, um, I can see. Yes. There's yeah. a huge utility to power. Totally. Yeah. Utility in the, in the like, 
it can be but used or utility in that like uh, a, the economic sense, like but, it makes you happy. But that's why organizations are Both, but I was way, thinking of the former. Okay. I mean, in order to get things done, so but isn't that why titles exist? I that's think that's the difference between authority. authority and power. There's a lot of people with big titles who can't get anyone to do anything. But power is not something that other people give you. Okay. Because the only power that you have, it's like your own uh, things that you do, technically. So people who feel powerful, it's like, who gives them this power? Right. That would be influence. Well, yeah. So this is maybe the different another illustration of the important difference between authority and powers. I, I like I could be I could be a CEO in an organization. I could give you a title, but not I can't give you in power. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, yes. I could try. Mm -hmm. I can try to enable you to have influence, and the best leaders do. Right? The, the best leaders build communities for the people around them and and give them tools and give them access to people in development and so on that hopefully those people can use to influence other people. So you are probably in power when you influence and you have an impact on the other people, mm -hmm. on the community. Mm -hmm. So here is like your motivation actually. Cool, right? These are real people in real jobs that affect real change for other real people, and they're only just barely aware of how important they are. That's pretty normal, I guess, but I always think of my friends as being like the most impressive people in the world, so it's a bit strange to realize they don't fully grasp their power while I'm out here just, you know, putting whatever random stuff I feel like out into the world, assuming people are going to find me brilliant. Anyway, because they're super generous, the Dumplings also sent me voice memos telling me the roles they feel they have in their organization's governance. So, like, what role does a tomato or mayonnaise or the bottom of the bread play in the governance of the sandwich? I also asked them to give me a sense of what they think corporate governance is in the first place. First, let's hear from Mary, the bottom of the bread in a big listed company. My role is within the talent development and early talent sphere. And so that is why I would say it is far um, from the impacting governance because um, it, there's no direct impact. Um, however, why I also see it as important is because one of... Um, the pillars of what we're constantly working towards is to ensure that there is a diverse representation um, amongst uh, our early talent participants. Um, because I think that when you are looking at training early talent, unless you give that opportunity to a diverse um, audience of background, of education, um, of race, of gender, we won't be able to get these folks into the boardroom if we're not already training them and shaping them uh, into leaders of the future. I wouldn't say that I've been directly um, impactful towards governance in the, in the hands-on way, but tangentially have an impact because, yeah, I truly believe in just being able to use education as a means to help individuals grow personally and professionally, being able to change the way they think, change the way, challenge the way they think about 
how things quote unquote should be done or are done um, is what I truly enjoy doing, like watching folks essentially uh, expand their minds and their mentality and really change around that. I actually don't often know what folks are doing in a boardroom setting. Uh, I know that they are likely, you know, guiding a company in a direction and making um, decisions for a company. Um, however, you know, it's, it's still a mystery to me of just, uh, mostly white guys in a boardroom behind a closed door and who, and who knows what they're talking about. I'm sure there's meeting minutes, but who reads those? And here's Nico. He explains a little bit more also about the fact that he plays multiple sandwich roles. In my role, I have some impact on my organization governance. It's more... I would say it's more about because I'm part of the council governance, I can see the end and the decision. I'm part of the decision, but I'm also alone in my, in my job, in my area. So it's like pretty connected or I can influence on what I'm doing, what I'm what I give to my boss, for example. It's why I'm in the sandwich, I'm in the bottom and then in the middle. And Dana, who's the mayonnaise or maybe double mayonnaise or something? Yeah, I think I'm pretty low in the organization, not because I'm not skilled or because I don't contribute, but because I what most of what I do is I provide information and then what people do with that information, I have no control over. So I can contribute all the information in the world. I can provide a lot of knowledge to people, but no one's accountable to me. So the information I provide only gets acted on if the leadership, like from the very top of the organization, is really vocal about making it a priority Otherwise, people are busy with their own stuff. So a lot of the information that I provide sort of spontaneously and of my own initiative doesn't get acted upon. My role or impact on my organization's governance, again, really depends on how much weight the leadership wants to give the information that I provide. So I have worked under leaders who do come to me for advice, for example, on who might be a good fit for the board, um, especially trying to find people who, as a board member, would bring diversity to the boardroom as well as, you know, financial support for the organization, a passion for the cause. So there are times when I have the opportunity to influence what names get brought up as potential board members. And what governance means to me, I mean, I'm really heavily influenced by everything that I hear from Matt on a a daily basis. So governance to me really does mean decision making and how those decisions get made. And finally, Navaz, the tomato. Governance is such an interesting thing. And in a way, everybody at an organization plays some part in it. Governance is about decision making. It is about the process for implementing decisions. And as um, a tomato or as a director of a fundraising team, 
my job is to make sure the decisions we make around where we make investments about growth in the future are done so in a judicious way. Where am I putting forward um, ideas for investments? Where am I putting forward ideas for how we actually um, achieve our strategic targets, our revenue goals? And that then goes up to the most senior level of the organization and they say, yay, nay, they say, you know, here are other factors that we need to consider because your decision will bump up against these other factors. And then the final decision and final output of that is then taken to a board of directors. And the board of directors has to ensure that there's sound decision making across the organization because they have that ultimate fiduciary responsibility. I don't know about you, but this stuff is super interesting to me and sneakily important to a broader understanding of corporate governance. I tend to agree with Andrew Escobar's take that everyone in an organization plays a role in governance. No matter your title or position in the org chart, people's decisions affect you. Your performance and behavior and happiness affect the way others make decisions. When you're at your best, you create new opportunities for other people to explore. When you're at your worst, you take opportunities off the table. Every piece is interconnected. How much does it matter for the tomato to be aware of its role in corporate governance or to optimize its effectiveness in that role? I'll leave it for you to decide. But I know one thing for sure. The Dumpling Gang will be back. Thanks for listening.